the program. We are glad you're with us today. Thanks, as always, on this beautiful Monday. Short week. Thanksgiving coming up on a Thursday. Best of on Friday. Don't forget, immediately following the Packers and the Eagles coming up on Sunday, we have got the Green and Gold postgame show on many of these same stations. I uh, have posted it a couple of times. I'll continue to do it. Download the app, WOZN, The Zone, Madison. And if you haven't uh, done so already, get us there after the game. And you can always watch us over on the Bud Light live stream as well, which has become a popular way to catch the program also. So we thank, uh, say thanks to everybody for watching us there. This one's from Mark who says, uh, if you had your choice between these four, which would you want to see go to a Super Bowl? He says, Dallas, Minnesota, Philadelphia, or Seattle? Philadelphia. Well, that's an easy one. That's an easy one for you, Ben, because you're from Philly. But as a Packers fan, Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, or Seattle. I'd probably have to go Philadelphia myself, though, and here's the reason why. Because one, the Dallas Cowboys are the hated Dallas Cowboys. Two, there's no way you can root for the Vikings. Three, Pete Carroll, as good a job as we praised him for for doing this season with the Seattle Seahawks. No. So Philadelphia, I have no other affinity to. I have no hatred for. I have no fan disgust for. So I would go with Philadelphia if that's going to be my choices. Wasn't there a time way back when when you were you were unhappy with how the city climbed poles after the Super Bowl? Were, were you a, a anti-party uh, on the streets? I, no, I don't think I was, was I? That was I a question. Ha- no, me? No, no. I, I don't think I ever was. Fans are going to be fans. As long as you're not destroying stuff, I'm okay with that. And let's be honest, one of the best most drunken yet decorated rants ever after a championship win came from uh, came from the Philadelphia Eagles. Correct? That is correct. Um, so. I, I also forgot to note this. I, I think the biggest stock down of the day is the men's national team. Speaking of uh, rants and speeches, they had Sylvester <laughs> Stallone voice over a hype video, I, which I just cannot get behind. I yeah I I I get it. He has portrayed the the underdog hopeful for a very long time throughout his career. I get it, but <laughs> uh, yeah, he he's got well, you know the Tulsa King man. He's got the comeback going oh. on right now. You know the Tulsa King. Like I mean this in the best way, but yes, I I think it's time for him to retire. He, uh, you know, it's funny because when they show him like in an interview or walking on the street, he looks like death. And then he comes back and he's in a movie and it's like, how much have they made this guy up to come back and look good? You know, and don't forget, he, he always puts actors around him when he's standing in certain situations where he's like on a box and everybody else is standing on the ground. So he's looking them eye to eye because the guy's only like five two, five five, right? He's not a big dude by any stretch of the imagination. And I saw him one time at Super Bowl years and years and years ago. And he's wearing like platform. It's almost like he's wearing like kiss boots, you know, to make him close to 5'8", 5'10". Uh, you know, I was like, wow, that guy's wearing some. That's uh, that guy's wearing some serious, uh, some serious lifts. Um, <laughs> Brett says, well, it's time to get out of the power rankings of football. Let's go to the power rankings of Thanksgiving dishes. Oh, no. So, no. 
No, because everybody does Thanksgiving different, you know? I'm kind of a traditionalist in the sense of, you know, turkey, potatoes, you know, some corn, green beans, a little bit of applesauce with some cinnamon on it, and then get to the pie. Call it a day. I go in that direction. I know some people do the sweet potato pies, the sweet potatoes. Uh, then there's the cranberry discussion, the canned or the fresh. I can't eat. Once I saw my daughter being born and the afterbirth came out, I can't eat cranberries the rest of my life. I'm done. So that's it. So let's not even go down that road. <laughs> also, Bill, remember the uh, the avian flu has affected turkeys throughout the, the country. That's why right. the prices are up and there's a shortage. So the, the now, story the is much larger than everyone's favorite side dish. Yeah, here's the thing is that they say the prices are really high. I was at Woodman's the other day. I didn't notice the prices outrageously high. Somebody told me they paid $72 for a turkey. I'm like, what, what? how big was your turkey? I don't think you pay that much for one of the turkeys in the Macy's Day for Parade, for God's sakes. So I have no idea. I, I uh, ordered one from, as a matter of fact, i got to pick it up tomorrow from Paul Roberts at Roberts Specialty Meats. But everybody's telling me how, how outrageous turkeys were. And I was walking through the aisle because I do my own grocery shopping. I was walking through the aisles the other day, and I noticed people with turkeys. So I went over to the back of the place. It's a little bit higher than what it normally is, but it's not crazy. It's not the way some people were making it out to be, unless, of course, you're just, you know, wherever it is you're at, you're running out of turkeys. Which, by the way, uh, I know there's this Christmas tree shortage. We were talking about this the other day. And I'm trying to find a place that's open tomorrow to go get a Christmas tree. I don't want to fight people on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So I'd like to see if I can't pick one up tomorrow after I get off the air. If there's an area in the Waukesha area or uh, Milwaukee or... Racine or Kenosha or Ozaki County area. I'm trying to find uh, a Christmas tree and preferably a farm where you can cut it down. So I know it's relatively fresh because it's got to last a, a pretty long time. But because uh, I did not know that the ones that they cut from Canada, they cut them in the summertime and throw them in water. They throw them in lakes, these icy lakes up there. And then they sit until now and then they package them up and then they start shipping them down here. So they've been dead for a while. So those don't usually last too long. But I'm not a, a, a tree aficionado. I just know one year I cut my own down, and it was great. The next year I cut my own down, and it was dead within four days. And it was basically don't fart near it or you'll blow all the, blow all the pine needles off of it. So I'm still, still looking for a Christmas tree. I'm going to be looking. I, and no, I'm not going artificial. I have I, I've weaned it down, by the way. I'm no longer a four-tree household. I have only got two, uh, now three, uh, because I bought another one to put in the living room. But I've got two of them are artificial. The one in the bar and the one upstairs is artificial, and then the real one goes downstairs in the big great room. So that's it. 877-867-1670. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go do so. Uh, Dave says, uh, by the way, you got to go... Here we go. Cranned cranberry, cranberry sauce. And he says you always have to cut down your own tree. I'm not getting into this. Not doing it. No more. Um, this is from Ricky who says, uh, great show today. Uh, I think the Packers have a little bit of hope left. If they can just get Aaron Rodgers' thumb healthy, I think he would be much more accurate and give this team a better shot at winning. By the way, killed a mosquito in our kitchen last night. Haven't seen signs of that since summer. What's up? How the hell do I know? I'm not a bug dude. Call our Milwaukee bed bug pro guys to come over and kill mosquitoes in your house, I guess. I just, People ask the weirdest questions, I swear to God. Um, 
<laughs> what do we do about mosquitoes, Bill? I have no idea. I have no deeply philosophical answer for all of that. Oh, God. Uh, this is from uh, Belmar. Belmar says, I don't see the Packers winning, but maybe one or two games the rest of the season. This is going to be a team that's going to be drafting high this year. Do you trust enough in Gud- do you trust enough in Gudikinst to be able to get this team back on track in only one season? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, hmm. I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but I, I am, boy, I, that's a great question. It, it, let's just say the Packers end up with a top 10 draft choice. Do you believe that there's, that with the track record in recent history, there's enough there to say, yeah, oh, yeah, this this is going to be a terrific draft for the Green Bay Packers. They're going to refortify this team and everything's going to be good. I, I, no, let's, let's just be honest. I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't have enough faith in it. And the worst part about it is that you would then have high draft choices that you're going to hang on to like grim death. They're going to have every opportunity to fail. And you're probably going to hang on to them maybe a little bit longer than you should. So, no, I I don't. I hope I'm surprised. I hope I'm surprised. I hope that actually it's the opposite, that you do extremely well. And that the guys they pick up come in and fortify the team right away. But no, that's a that's man. No, I, I got to say no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust it. Um, John says uh, our eleventh first round corner. <laughs> uh, well, then you got to ask yourself, what are you going to go after? I th- you look. I think they're set at corner. I mean, you can always add depth later. But I, I think they're a set of corner. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, when you're talking about top ten, you take the best available player. I don't care what that player is. You take the best available player. If you reach in a top ten and they don't live up to expectation, you hold on to that player longer than you should, and that player ends up costing you and hurting your team for a longer period of time. Uh, no one good against. This is from James. He says no one good against will take a punter. No, he's never taken a punter. That was Mike Sherman. Mike Sherman took B.J. Sander. No, I take that back. He took J.K. Jake. Excuse me, J.K. Scott. Um, which one was J.K. Scott? J.K. Scott was uh, what 2018, right? Took J.K. But J.K. Scott was a fifth round draft choice, and that was his first year. And the Packers needed a punter. And J.K. Scott was, boy, when he when he connected, he had a big leg, but there was just way too many times he was too inconsistent. He was just, you know, just didn't get it done. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to come back. Mike Clements is going to be taking us the rest of the way. We're going to talk with Mike about uh, now that this team's had a weekend off and where they are at uh, going out of last week and into today. So uh, we're going to talk with Mike about all of this kind of stuff. Uh, so let's let's get into that when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. It's that time of year. Start celebrating a little bit. Start enjoying friends, family, 
Break open a bottle of wine and keep it local. Keep it from right here in our own backyard. If you're going into a grocery store, liquor store, wine store, ask for it by name, ForgottenFireWinery.com, ForgottenFireWinery.com. And you can see all that they have to offer. And if you're up in the Peshtigo area, stop into the uh, to stop into the wine store. Ask for the tasting with Jake and tell him we sent you and uh, see what you get in return. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Check out our friends at ForgottenFireWinery.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Rodgers, deep drop, over the middle, too high. Nine and a half to go. Steps up, downfield, ooh, an incomplete. On third down. Rodgers dancing around, throws, and incomplete. Uh, I mean, I missed a couple throws for sure. What happened on that third down to Lazard? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't see exactly where the ball was. Um, had some people in my face, but I feel like I probably should hit that one. on the, uh, the one to Sammy? No, I just missed the throw. I don't know. i got to go back and look at it. I feel like fundamentally I was you know, in a good spot. I just didn't have the same type of... Uh, Consistent grip the same way I threw a lot of kind of wobblers tonight. Welcome back to the program. Those are the words of Al Michaels, Aaron Rodgers. Bring in now our buddy Mike Clemens. By the way, Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, and comfortable. And don't forget, they're a mile from Lambeau Field, whether it's for a game, checking out the Hall of Fame, going up for training camp, whatever it happens to be. Don't forget, year-round, perfect for a family stay in the Bay Family Restaurant. Just saw a, a tweet from them. Or a, a post from them on Facebook, as a matter of fact. A homestyle cooking seven days a week. Bay Motel Green Bay, right there on South Military Avenue. Call them today for reservations. 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. Or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. Mike Clemens now joining us. Michael, how you doing, pal? I'm good, Bill. So when we were on a Friday show, and we recapped uh, players and coaches from both the Packers and the Titans locker room. And I told you, you know, after spending much of the night there at the stadium after the game was over, got to talk to players and coaches from both sides. And then just kind of compare notes with, you know, people, some of the people that were going back to Nashville, whatever. I, I came out, I said, you know, I, I walk out of the stadium about 3, 4, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Snow's coming down, and it just hits me. It's like... Why are we talking about development receivers or offensive line or scheme or, you know, missing uh, assistant coaches that have gone on to become head coaches? This is all about Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. You go back and forth and you look at some of the – you've got Sammy Watkins, a veteran. He's wide open, and the ball goes sailing over his head. And Alan Lazard in clutch situations. And you keep – you start saying to yourself, this is not guys that are in the wrong position. The, the most accurate passer, perhaps, in the history of the sport is missing these guys. He's got a thumb injury. And then on Friday's show, now, didn't you guys, because we had it on, like, you know, in the office at Lambeau, did you guys talk about that there was some story about a tweet? Of yeah, there was a guy who supposedly has a podcast or something about the team, but he says that he was at an event that Rogers told him, oh, yeah, no, the thumb's broke. And that was the first anybody had heard of it. 
So okay. that I mean, we've all speculated: is it is it or isn't broke? But right, we've all speculated, but nobody. But that's what it was: was there was the a, a guy who does a podcast about the Packers. He was at some event uh, for I think it was Make a Wish or something to the effect, and he was talking to Rogers about his thumb, and he said Rogers told him that no, it's it's broke. I broke it. All right, so and that's where this came from. I don't know if you remember, but while I was on the air with you during my report on Friday. At some point, you stopped down. You just said, can I ask you, has anybody ever asked him exactly if it's broken or not? I remember I told you, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah point blank. And the answer was, it's hurt. It's hurt. Okay, so fast forward over the weekend. I'm driving back late last night. I'm listening to some of the national shows. This thing is just ballooned into... Oh, you know, he's playing with a broken thumb, and we got these reports, blah, blah, blah. And how come nobody up there in the media has asked him any questions? You know, this is just like the COVID thing. No one's following up. <laughs> so Right? I, okay, now you know me. This is when I start getting pissed off, <laughs> you know, because, right. we, you know, understand what this job is. And, you know, you when we're reporting on athletes that are trying to do their jobs and playing in sports, it's not much different than if your coworker can't come in and they just say, we've got a doctor's appointment. Do you go to your coworker and say, well, how's the appointment? Well, what's wrong with you? Well, what did they say after that? You don't do that. And, and, and where we're at, we, we can ask the question maybe once, but for the most part, the team is in charge of providing the information on the injury report and, you know, if, if you tell, if you started getting to MCL, PCL, ACL, you know, and, and whether they use the cadaver, you know, that that's up to the player or the agent or somewhere down the road. Mm -hmm. This is just the way it's played. But I would like to point out to the jury, <laughs> right? This thing happened in London. I was on the last play against the Giants, and as I said on on Friday's show, we can come up with all these other problems that are on the team but the number one problem is that you this team is built around Aaron Rodgers you're counting on this guy to be close to the most accurate player to the two-time MVP he's been the last two or three years to, to deliver and so so I he he hurts this thing in the last play of the game against the Giants they've been one in six since he did this to his thumb. So he was asked about this on the 26th. I've asked him about once every other week, how's the thumb coming along? And then if he wants to put it out there, you know, he can he can go as far as he wants. He was asked, is he taking more snaps in the shotgun now? It, it appeared that. And this is something you had brought up on the show and people here, than taking center. Because it's like, all right, if you get this sore thumb and it's all taped up, and I put pictures up on Twitter that we posted out a month ago, that maybe when he's taken under the center snaps from Josh Myers, maybe that hurts the hand. So maybe that's why he's suddenly going back into shotgun. Here was his answer. He kind of got his phrases screwed up a little bit. I think he meant to say center the second time. But listen, but right in the middle, point blank, he's asked, is the thumb broken? Here you go. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been running the ball pretty good in the gun. And a lot of teams will have a check if you're in the gun to a certain coverage and a check if you're under center. And so some of that is trying to get the defense to play some more shell to give us lighter box to run. Um, but, uh, you know, I've told them I don't need any uh, extra snaps in the gun, you know, when it's game day. 
I'll deal with the pain and, and I can take a snap from under center. Uh, but we've just kind of gone in that direction a little bit more. Two more for him. My thumb is hurt. I might, yeah, I might. Uh, definitely felt a little better in the second half. Uh, it felt pretty good leading up to the game, but there's every now and then there's a certain snap or play that might uh, might hurt it a little more. So um, we'll see how it feels. I'm gonna I'm gonna go easy on the on some of the under center snaps until later in the week, and then and then if it's feeling good. Uh, Probably won't tape it, but if I need a little reinforcement, then I will. Uh, flat out, is a thumb broke? Now, Mike, this is where I go. You've you've really screwed us in the past, Aaron, because the immunization thing. Uh, are you vaccinated? I'm immunized, yes. Okay, so we just took it as this is what he was saying, and clearly we were That's wrong. That's his answer. Yes. That's his answer. It's not our – we're not – District attorneys or prosecutors here, you know. Right. Um, and and it, I guess maybe sometimes some reporters have been that way. We've all covered this guy since 2005, and the answers have always been straight. You can argue if they get passive-aggressive or if he should be saying those things and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he also talks to us off the record, too, and it's always been spot on. Mm-hmm. So he's got a and good he- track record with us. Right. For the most part, yeah. Um, the only major faux pas was the I'm immunized when he just led people down a different path. Let's play so, it one more time for you here. I've yeah, got, I've got take to a listen. It, okay? take a listen. He's, he's yep. act, here's the actual question and answer. My thumb is hurt. That was it. He did not confirm nor deny. He just said my thumb is hurt. He didn't say it's broken. He just said my thumb is hurt. So... For those out there that you know, suddenly are saying, no, he said he's broke, he's never said that publicly to anybody, as far as we know, correct? Correct. So there you go. Yeah, he's returning for us right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. He was right about that, too. Yes, uh, another very, very much a veiled comment. In other words, yeah, he's not going to be here very long. We're, he's, he's a returner at best. Uh, so there you go. Well, I, uh, you I know, had, Bill, I ahead. asked him. I asked him, you know, like a couple weeks later, so uh, how's that right thumb feeling compared to, you know, like when you injured in London? You know, I'm trying to ask all different kinds of angles because he's been asked on the record, is it broken? It's hurt. That's his answer. So, and then he looks like he's maybe making some progress. And here's what is his answer on that day. About the same. Yeah, about the same. Um... I need uh, probably a week off for it to get back to where I need it to be. Uh, every game has been something that's hit it, you know, whether it's a snap under center or a hit from a defender. So I just got to deal with it. But uh, I think a combination of the weather and, and just a little different uh, mindset, um, you know, I was able to really put the ball where I wanted to. Now, Mike, uh, he gets a off at least uh, you know a mini buy if you will so hopefully coming up against the uh, eagles on sunday night it's it's at least a little bit better we asked him about this a couple of weeks ago looking at the schedule you get a mini buy after a thursday night game you still got your regular buy by the week by 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 the way matt lafleur he brought that up in friday afternoon's press conference after the game after looking at the tape he Said, mumbled something about, you know, maybe we should have taken that by after the London game. And then Mark Daniels followed up and said, whoa, wait, wait a minute. 
And he, he went and said, yeah, you know, with the way things have gone since London, one and six, um, maybe we should have taken the bye after London. But we made, he says, and then he had to correct himself. Not we made, I made the decision, which means, you know, probably the analytics boys are in there. Goody couldn't stand some idea or who knows, whatever. Uh, they went with their idea, like, no, keep playing, keep playing, and push off the bye week until December. Maybe the players, maybe that's what the players had suggested. But anyway, LaFleur is now openly, honestly, second-guessing. Maybe that was the wrong thing to do, to not take the, the bye week off like, like you're offered from the league after making that travel. Whatever the case, Rodgers was asked, so, you know, you've got these times coming off. And if you're thinking it's, you know, that it's some kind of a bruise, uh, you know, maybe if he gets 10 days of rest or something like that, that that's all it really, really needs to heal. And here's what Aaron said back then. Yeah, I think every yeah every day off is going to help for sure. But I feel like it needs seven days probably, not, not just a couple. I'm not sure how many Matt's going to give us off. You know, Hopefully we can win this one and maybe Captain Blood uh, takes away that bonus Monday that he's got planned. Captain Blood. Uh, although they are practicing today, uh, Captain Blood's got him out there apparently, or at least doing something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Captain Blood's got him going. Yeah, walk and I think today. I think the last time he was asked about it, and this might have been another time where I asked him. You know, is this thing getting in? I'm pulling up these file clips that we've played on the show, in the daily reports we do on the Packers. Uh, if it's getting any better after being you know crushed on that helmet uh, in the on the hail mary attempt in London against the Giants. Uh, I need a couple weeks. Uh, so just trying to get to the bye week, and then hopefully by then it's not a problem. We got a mini bye after the Thursday game. Um, but it, it's getting a little bit better, yeah. There you go. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. Mike Clemens joining us on the line. So for every time Aaron Rodgers has been asked about the thumb, he's never said it's broken. He said it was hurt, which, again, he said he was immunized as opposed to vaccinated. Uh, so you don't know what to really believe there, but he's never alluded to the fact that it's broke. Although it being injured this long, maybe one could assume that it is, but uh, or at least in some way, shape, or form fractured, but it's never been confirmed officially. 877-867-1670, if you want to chime in, you can, but we're going to go with Mike uh, the remainder of the way. Uh, and this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. They are in West Bend this time of year. Guys, listen up. You want to buy like a guy? This is uh, the time to do it. Buy Like a Guy podcast, B-U-I, Buy Like a Guy podcast. And you can find it at Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com, KaneJewelry.com. And uh, Andy Kane, his wife Jen, they do a great job, but they are, uh, it's worth the drive to West Bend for not only the jewelry that they have, but for the education of buying the jewelry that they have. And you'll walk out of there not only with a great piece, but also a hell of a lot smarter for maybe your next purchase. Or if you go to the Buy Like a Guy podcast, you can find out more about your purchase now. Check out our friends at Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. They are the place to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Rodgers, deep drop, over the middle, too high. Nine and a half to go. Steps up, downfield, ooh, an incomplete. We 
Every individual has something to work on and get better at. Whether it's a coverage bust defensively, whether it's a protection bust, and or any type of mistake in regards to the mental errors, that's extremely disappointing, especially where we're at in the season. I mean, quite frankly, we, even when we are all on the same page, we're not executing to the level that we need to, and that's why we're sitting here at freaking four and seven. Welcome back. Those are the words of Matt Lafleur. That's where they're at. Freaking four and seven. This portion of the program uh, brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Gift ideas for the Harley lover in your life. They have it all. Go to Highway 67 in Oconomowoc or just go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. They have uh, all kinds of things, whether it's motor clothes, gift cards, service parts, accessories, whatever it happens to be, go to WISHD.com. Joining us on the hotline, our guy Mike Clemens is here. So, Mike, uh, you know, if if we all admit that the thumb is bad, then that explains some of the poor throws. Uh, also, he's had some spectacular throws that only Aaron Rodgers could make. So you don't really know how badly hurt that thumb is, you know? And your best game of the year was your win over the Cowboys. Man, right. did, you, did you expect the Cowboys to just mop up the Vikings? No. In their house no. like that yesterday? They put amazing. a whooping on That was amazing. Well, anyway... Um, but then, then, then these clearly bad throws in cold weather against the Titans. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're just saying, is this thing getting worse? You know, because the accuracy seems to be getting worse. And then that's, you know, you start thinking questions about, well, if they know it's broken. Of course they know it's broken, if it, if it is. They know the status of it. And they're out there at practice, and they're evaluating. He's getting treatments on Wednesdays and practices on Thursdays and Fridays. There's the one time that he did work out on Wednesday. I think that was leading up to the Cowboys game, actually. But that's the situation. You know, should they have shut him down for a couple of weeks, put in uh, Jordan Love during two perhaps weaker opponents, and just see if they can you know, split it, and then get Rodgers healed up to try and make a run at this thing later on? Anyway, LaFleur was asked Friday afternoon point blank. Look, it looks like Aaron is struggling, and it's getting worse instead of better. Um, do you think he can get through the rest of the season the way the thumb is right now, from what you know? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I think I know he's he's battling through it. Um, he's made some really great throws, and then he's missed some throws, and I think that's life. Uh, of a quarterback in this league, you're 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 never going to be perfect. Um, certainly, I thought five days ago or whatever he threw threw the ball as accurately as he has all season, and there were a couple throws um, in this past game that were, you know, on point. You look at that sail route that he threw, or that corner route that he threw to Cobby. Uh, that was a hell of a throw. So, I think there were a couple that certainly. He'd like to have back. Uh, Mike, I, you know, he missed some guys. We all know that. Um, the defense also missed a few guys. We all know that as well. Uh, I, it's just it seems like there's always probably three or four things during a game you can look at that it's just it, it's just a miss. You know what I mean? Whether it's a missed pass, a missed coverage, missed tackle, whatever it happens to be. So no Rashawn Gary. So that takes away your best pass rusher, Terry Up or Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, you talk to the Titans, and they pretty much said, hey, you know what, um, we knew they are going to play the gaps and, and, and try and take away our run game. And Ryan was, you know, set to 
stand back there and, and take some shots, which he did. And he had three or four plays that went. Now, I had at least four plays that were 30-plus or more that you would put down as, ex, as an explosive gain. The Packers graded as, as three for whatever reason. But, you know, LaFleur, it was clear that Joe Barry was focused and accomplished keeping Derrick Henry to under uh, 100 yards rushing. But Derrick had that one little screenplay that went for like 40 yards. So LaFleur was asked, you know, he says he doesn't have tolerance for those explosive plays. He calls them busted coverages that they had against the Titans on Thursday night. The thing that's disappointing is just the bus when you have guys that don't play their their responsibility and you get guys running free and that happened on a couple of those really on three of the big explosive plays uh, that they had the third down uh, we should add a safety back there it puts Keyshawn in a, in a very tough position they ran a, a two-man stack we had two guys on we call it a seven seven a deep basically a pylon route we had two guys on the pylon and Robert Woods is wide open and that's like a 30-some yard gain. And then we cut the stomp route when they're backed up. The inside fade to to their tight end there and their 30-yard gain or whatever it was. So those are critical errors. Explosive plays typically lead to points. Yeah, it, it, was, it was extremely disappointing to have those coverage busts and to give up those explosion plays when those are preventable. This is, Mike, one of those things where at the end of the season, you're, you're midway through the season. Your season's damn near almost mathematically done, and you're still having these, quote, coverage busts. And is this – because if this is still communication, don't you look at coaching to say at some point, do you guys – are you teaching these guys enough to understand what it is you're playing, or are you not bringing that level of, uh, of teaching, you know, into it are you not lowering yourself to whatever level that, that maybe they have the ability to play instead of expecting them to play into your philosophy? Well, if you're Goody, if you're the Packers GM general manager, Brian Gutekinds, and it's Thanksgiving, then this weekend is when he brings in the pro scouts and he says, okay, here's what I think. Here's, here's what I like about our current roster. Here's where we're going to have to make changes next year. So when you guys go back out there for these final games or for the bowl games, here's your shopping list. Here's your assignments. And he, he's going to have to sit down with LeFleur and start making those kinds of decisions about, tell me how you think your staff is doing. And they're going to have to plot this all out between now and the draft. What's the staff going to look like? What's the roster going to look like? What are their needs? They've made a lot of concessions for Aaron Rodgers. Tom Clements is the quarterback coach. He's 69 years old. He left the team as the assistant head coach of McCarthy in 2016 when they sort of decided to move on. He got a gig with the Cardinals in 2019 for two years as a quarterback coach, but he was happily retired. And when they needed a quarterback coach because Luke Getze was going to the Bears as an OC, Rogers said, bring back Tom Clements. It's a guy that he trusts. And keep Mercedes Lewis. This is a guy that I trust at 39 years old next May. Mm. Or Randall Cobb will be... 33 next training camp. I mean, they're going to have to move on. You know, do they keep Rodgers another year? Well, they will. They, he's under contract. But at some point, they've got to take back their, their roster in some of these spots. You know, Mason Crosby, I was at a dinner sitting at Leroy Butler's table and, and talking to Mason, and he started signing autographs, and his wife was right there, Molly, and she said, you know, 
we're thinking if we're just here another year or two, because they're already working on their house in Texas, that, that would be, we would be so grateful for that. That was three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So you asked LaFleur about what's going on with their secondary and Joe Barry, and listen to this pregnant pause. Are some of these coverage busts, are these miscommunications, Coach? Or are some of these guys in the secondary freelancing? In other words, they're going after the ball. They're, they're making their own. They're working on their instincts, not the game plan. Well, that's a great question. I mean, I haven't sat down with our guys yet to, to uh, talk some of those through. But, I mean, based on what I see, it's, it's more – it's frustrating when I know it's being communicated the right way and it's just not executed the right way. So however you interpret that is, I, I guess, uh, your choice. Well, in other words, it's being he feels it's being taught and guys are doing their own thing. Right. You know? That's exactly right, which is. means yeah. you've got insubordination on your hands, perhaps. Right, right. So well, yesterday... Can he still get in, though? That's a big question. Right. So yesterday, your next opponent, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, are down to the Colts. I mean, Jeff Saturday and that group, Matt Ryan looked great. Matt Ryan was making some great throws for three and a half quarters in that game. And it wasn't until Jalen Hurts and using his legs and getting quarterback sneaks on short yardage or dropping back and there was an open gap and he'd get a first down run on 20 yards that kept the Eagles in that game and they were able to beat the Colts 17-16. to And then afterwards, this Nick Sirianni in his second year with the Eagles was, you know, talked about, uh, you know, he was, high, he was the offensive coordinator for Frank Reich uh, for two or three years in the Colts before he got the job in Philly, he talked about getting the win. It wasn't, it wasn't what you you draw up or anything like that. But this, this league, it rarely is, and uh, it's tough sledding. And uh, and uh, it was just, it was just a great win to be able to get that. Tommy was just saying that you were pretty emotional afterwards. He thought it was tied to the, your return here uh, to a certain extent. Kind of what are you feeling now that now that it's over? Yeah, I, I you know it, I'm emotional because. I love Frank Reich. I really do. And he's uh, he's one of the best damn football coaches I've ever been around. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was hoping that, that him and I would be able to coach against each other uh, in this game. But he, he is one of, he, he's my, one of my biggest mentors. I got my dad. I got Larry Karras. And, and I got Frank Reich. And Frank's such a good football coach. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to know what I think uh, of if he should be here or not. But because uh, you guys can probably imagine what I really think. Um, and uh, I love them. And uh, so I got a little bit emotional about that. And it was good to see the guys that I really cared about and some of the, the, the things that, you know, Quentin Nelson and, and Ryan Kelly and Paris Campbell, I got to talk to them after the game and Kenny Moore. Um, so, you know, that, that means a lot when they say some, some things that are obviously I keep those things to myself. But I spent a lot of time here. My kids, one of my ch- children was born here. And it's, uh, it was sweet to come here, especially with what happened in this organization in the last couple weeks and, and, and get the win. A win. We live in Indianapolis with a win. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll wrap things up with Mike Clemens. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Um, there is no margin for error. So 
We've got to get a lot of things corrected, and we've got to look at some of the things that we're asking of our players and making sure that it's just, again, some of those repeat mistakes, whether it's offense or on defense or on teams, just can't have them happening. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on wrapping things up with Mike Clemens. And, uh, Mike, it's, you know, at this point, it's all about getting the details right and just hoping, hoping that uh, you can get – you can get anything, you know, anything that gets going. Well, there's Matt LaFleur, who, like, sets a record. His first three years, 13 wins or more every year, and, and the highest percentage for and a new head coach, and even, you know, like, breaking some Lombardi records. And now right here he sits this kind of lame duck at 4-7, and seven, trying to figure out what's going on and how the wheels came off on this. And you mentioned Lombardi. Another name that's come up this season twice is Max McGee, who did, was a longtime broadcaster of the Packers, but you know he's a he was a wide receiver for Bart Starr, and and also just known to be just so funny, funny guy, and so I I found this clip of Bart on your show, talking about you know Lombardi could be so serious, but Max could be sort of the icebreaker. There was a side of Coach Lombardi that not many people knew, fellas, was how much of a sense of humor he had. And I think that that actually bonded them because when Max would say something that would just fracture you, uh, you could just tell that Coach Lombardi loved it. Uh, it, Boy, I tell you what, it's nice to hear Bart's voice. Isn't it? Isn't it? Takes you back, man. Takes you back. It's not that long ago. That's like from 06 or so, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and then of course you know the legendary story on the morning of Super Bowl one against the Kansas City Chiefs out there in the Coliseum, that Bart is up in the team hotel. He's dressed. He's getting the morning paper. It's the day of the game. Max is like thirty five years old at this point, and but you know two records that have been broken this year or or at least matched. Romeo Dobbs had eight catches in one game. First time a rookie has done that since when? Max McGee, when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. And then this Christian Watson thing with five touchdowns in two games. Last time that's been done, Max McGee. But Max McGee didn't think he's going to play in the Super Bowl. He's getting old. So he goes out and has a great time all night long. And the legend was he came in, you know, hung over. And the next thing you know, you know, he's thrown into the game when one of the guys goes down. And Bart confirmed the story. I could see it when I walked down the lobby the next morning because uh, the morning of the game because <laughs> our dress code in those days was if you're in the lobby or you're out of the hotel, you're in a coat and tie. Well, he's coming through the front door at 6.30 in the morning with a coat and tie on, so you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> a little fun and frivolity the way to end it today. My good stuff as always, bud. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. All right, pal. There you go. That's our own Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes. Good stuff. We'll back at it again tomorrow. Packers continue to get ready for uh, for Sunday night and the last gasp of hope. We'll talk more about it coming up tomorrow on the program. Until then, good stuff on a Monday. Time for us to get out of here. Have a going. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.